Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, December the 3rd in 2020 on When Our Eyes. We're currently in year B, the second Sunday of Advent, and on Thursdays we like to take a look at the New Testament letter passage of the week. And we're going to a unique place today. We're going to go to 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 15a. There's a good chance that you've covered this in a Bible study before, or it's come up in a discussion about the end times. And so we'll take a look at that. I'll provide a couple points for reflection, but then we'll spend our time praying along a theme that emerges from the text today. So thanks for making this part of your morning and winter rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 8-15 through 15. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of the Lord and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with His promise, we are looking forward to a new creation, a new earth, where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. This is the word of God for us. Surely you've been in a situation where maybe in a hurry, maybe you were kind of distracted or maybe because what you would like to try to communicate just can't be conveyed in an email or a text message, but you send a message to somebody and they they don't get the message completely. They maybe read between the lines or maybe autocorrect, changed a word or something, and that person is left dismayed and they're distant and perhaps and eventually in the course of time they come back to you and want to sort it out and you're able to try to convey, hey, that's not exactly what I was trying to convey. That might be able to be said about the history of the interpretation and the translation of a couple of verses in this passage. There's a good chance that if you go to your Bible and you look down on the page where verse 10 is, you'll see that it has like this little footnote that says some manuscripts uh, say be burned up in verse 10. And so simply it says this is that we've had some original manuscripts in the New Testament uh, for some interpretive history and they concluded that uh, Peter is, con- is conveying this idea of all that we can see in the created order being burned up. and th- But now we have some older and more reliable manuscripts that have a different idea. And so what's going on there? Well, one of the marvels of the New Testament is that we even have it. Uh, we have more copies in antiquity than any other ancient writings. And those things were copied by hand by those who could write and those who could read, and they were passed down from one after another. And at times, we can tell because we can compare manuscripts side by side, there seems to be errors that are made, or maybe even assumptions that were made when the text was being translated. And so when Peter is trying to give the admonition for people to live their lives uniquely because of who Jesus is today because of what might happen in the days to come, he's trying to convey that things are going to come to light. And 
This is where we get into the multiple uses of a fire. A fire can be used to burn things up, right? Uh, burning trash so that it's no longer a nuisance to you if you can do that sort of thing. Or a fire can be used to illuminate so that a group of friends can hang out around a fire pit and enjoy a cold evening together um, as they continue to fellowship. So there's a light that illuminates and there's a light that burns. And so the big question is, what, what exactly is Peter trying to convey here? It's just worth noting that this passage is chock full of metaphors and so we have to be careful when to use a metaphor and to see, say something figuratively and when a metaphor or when a, a line of scripture is supposed to be used uh, you know, very literally. And so what's being said here? I think what's happening is this, is that the New Testament community is continuing to endure and they're enduring hardships and they're wondering how much longer are we supposed to hold on in the midst of all of our hardships? And so Peter says that God is coming soon, but remember a day with the Lord is like a thousand years to us. He is going to reveal all that he wants to do in this world. He's not going to foreclose on his plans uh, that he has with the world, but he's taking his time and bringing it about. So what does that mean for us? It means for us that we need to leave to God what is God's and leave to us what belongs to us. So therefore, look forward to this day. Be found spotless and blameless and at peace with him and at peace with one another because the Lord's patience means our salvation. And so Peter is trying to comfort those who continue in the midst of their hardship. And this is a theme that we're seeing in the season of Advent. Advent is a season of waiting. And we all know that time sometimes can be a relative term. You ever notice how long the minute on the microwave takes, but like the minutes spent in great conversations seem to fly by, right? And so I think at times in our faith life, we, uh, we could, you know, time passes on and then sometimes it feels like we're almost in standstill. And if we're in standstill and things aren't going well, we can tend to be discouraged. But Advent tells us that God is speaking, that God is taking his time, and that God is going to bring about salvation. And he's bringing great hope with that because of who Jesus is. And so I don't know what season you find yourself in. Maybe you're in a season where things are moving along quickly and you feel like you're getting a lot of things done. You're productive and you have meetings and you feel like days just fly by because of all that's supposed to be done. Maybe some of us, uh, time is really, life is really slowed down. And because of that, we're left to our thoughts. And sometimes those thoughts aren't very encouraging. So no matter where we're at on the spectrum of things, Know that God is with us in the midst of time and he comes to bring us comfort in this season of waiting. So let's spend some time asking for God's comfort in this season of Advent. Let's pray together. Father, Son, and Spirit, I thank you today that you're in control, that you hold all things together, that you hold us together, and that you're not slow in bringing about your promises, but your goal your vision is rescue and salvation. And so God, I think that applies to each of us who are connected via prayer this morning through this podcast. And that's also for those who are connected to us in relationship, for our spouses and for our kids and for our friends and for our neighbors and coworkers. I think of that as we hold these people in our hearts, we also hold them in your care. And so God, we do pray that this would be a season of salvation. That as we continue to wait to see how your story is going to unfold, we know how it ends and we might not know the specifics. We might not know the years it's going to take between now and then for it to get here. And so God, we are not overly preoccupied with all those finer details. 
But what you give us is the chance to prepare ourselves ahead of time and to be about your business. And so, God, I pray that this would be a season where the church is eager to do good deeds and eager to live at peace with all people and eager to say wonderful words of life about the salvation of our God. And so we pray during the season of Advent that as we wait between now and Christmas, that this is a training season, training us to be active as we wait. And so, God, may you pour out your spirit upon all people pour your spirit upon the church. May we be equipped for good works. And may we see you do great and mighty things now as we wait for the great and mighty end of all things, the salvation of your world and the salvation of our souls. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.